and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by this week's amazing guest. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. I've learned through decades of being a business coach, mother, and entrepreneur how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women I've worked with have given me insights and wisdom to share with you. This podcast is about being honest, vulnerable, and real about what we have seen and experienced. We would love to have you join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And I'm really excited because we have decided that we're going to start doing um, some series. So rather than just doing, you know, random topics, which we kind of do every week, we're actually going to start doing three-part series so that we're able to dig a little bit deeper into some of the topics and, you know, just give listeners who are really interested in that topic, you know, a few episodes to listen to. So we thought today we would explore... You know, so for the for the people in the U.S. and some of the other countries, uh, we're approaching summer, which is like a three month holiday, school holiday. A lot of people struggle to navigate sort of school holidays and their business as mothers. But I also think this applies to Australia and other countries. A lot of times in business, women hit times in their business when they have a lot they're holding. So whether they their own health becomes an issue and they need to take care of themselves while still running their business, or whether they need to care for ailing parents, or they need to care for ailing children, or, you know, we we hit these parts in our lives where we are navigating way more than just our business. And how do we handle that? How do we shift our mindset around it? How do we, you know, maintain some momentum in our business without completely losing it, but yet also there's no way we're at 100% capacity. So I think this is going to be a really good series and yeah, it's going to be fun to explore. Such a needed conversation, I I believe, for so many of us. And luckily, there's more conversations about slowing down and about how to navigate work and life and find the balance. You know, and that we've talked about many of these topics on our podcast, but I think that this deeper dive, making yeah. this... Um, you know, something that we can talk about in several different podcast episodes is going to be really nice. There's so much to say about it, you know, and first of all, you know, there was a really um, well-known feminist book, The Second Shift, that, you know, illuminated this issue for the first time. And a lot of women hadn't thought about how there's the emotional caretakers for so many people. And it doesn't stop when you become a business person, you have a professional career, you become an entrepreneur, you've got your first, you know, career nine to five or your entrepreneurship (laughs) since 24 yeah. <laughs> seven, um, whatever it is that you're juggling is kind of, you know, what she considered sort of that first shift is your work. And then the second shift being all the emotional labor and all the responsibilities that women still take on. So just because we did go more into the workforce did not 
alleviate all of our responsibilities in the domestic space or even just in our own internal space. Like there's been this, you know, rise in our awareness that we have to take care of our own mental health. It's not just taking care of everyone else. So maybe the third shift (laughs) (laughs) is also bringing in self, which I would then say it needs to be the priority and not third on the back burner. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of where my head's at as we dive into this, just thinking about all that, the different roles that we balance. Yeah. And look, I think it's, you know, we have to be really honest. It's tough. Like there's no doubt. First of all, it's inevitable. Like that you're going to hit something because, you know, our businesses don't stop for life and life does not stop for our businesses. So it's inevitable. You're going to hit something that you're having to navigate that is taking a huge amount of your capacity that is not your business. And so, you know, we're talking not just to moms and that's a huge one. And to moms going into the summer, you know, which is also a big one that comes year round, but we're also talking to, you know, I know a lot of my clients are navigating their own health issues. They're navigating their parents, whether it's their parents' health issues or their parents' mental issues. You know, there's so many aspects where we are having to navigate very emotional topics, very challenging situations. And, you know, I think we have to recognize that yes, it's going to happen. It's inevitable and it's okay that it's happening. And we need to give ourselves permission not to try to operate at the same capacity that we're used to. Yes. Yes. That permission, that mindset is huge. And I think that we've internalized a lot of messages that, you know, also say that we have to, make it look as if we're handling it all flawlessly, you know? So there's this feeling that, yes, we have external pressures, but we've internalized those pressures too. And it's really hard. I think it takes a lot of unwinding that and giving ourselves that space to say, you know what, actually um, that guilt that comes up or that Mm. feeling of weakness or that shame or whatever it is that comes up around me needing to give myself that permission, I have to really be aware of that and address that because it's not easy. It's not easy just to, to go, you know, and say, hmm, let me just uh, give myself that one month sabbatical and I'll feel completely awesome about it. Instead, we often feel like, what are people going to think? What are my clients going to think? How's that yeah. going to affect my client, my business's reputation? Yes. Um, how is my momentum affected? Like all these different things that we worry about. Yeah. And I think that permission is the key, right? Because, gosh, we're so indoctrinated. And I have these conversations a lot with clients and in my own, you know, just conversations that I have around town. And I think, you know, we're so indoctrinated to hustle, to push ourselves, to do it all, to be it all, that even when we know consciously that it's okay and we know consciously that we have to slow down or we have to balance something, inside we still feel that guilt and that pressure and you know we feel bad that we're not working harder we're not accomplishing more and so it's a big shift like and and you know there's no way for us to say hey just give yourselves permission and it's that easy <laughs> like it's not easy it is a big internal conflict for almost all of us, no matter how much I believe this a hundred percent, no matter how much I practice this, there's still conflicts inside of me that feel like, Ooh, you're taking a day off. Ooh, you're not working hard. Ooh, you're, you're having too much balance. Ooh, you probably should do more. You know, we still get hit with those things. So, you know, it's not 
easy to switch, but it starts with becoming more aware. It starts with deciding that you'll give yourself permission. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And that's important what you just said is that you decide. You yeah. really say, I'm putting my flag in the ground for this one here. It's like, I decide that this is important to me and so important that I'm going to face some of the discomfort that can come from giving myself permission, that can come from my own feelings of guilt mm-hmm. or overfunctioning, and it can come from other people's perspective. And yeah, and it's just, I think that. I'm constantly wondering about, you know, how much of this is my own guilt and how much of this is messages because they're both, they're both legit. Cause I know that there are times that I've gotten really fired up and excited about giving myself permission about something and told, um, you know, a well-meaning friend or family member in their first responses, like, well, what's that going to do to your business? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so like when that happens, um, when there's that pushback from the external world, then yeah, yeah, it's easy to just be like, ah. Yeah, totally. And let's say, you know, you have to start with that, that space for yourself. Like don't make this decision with others because sometimes that happens, especially as women, sometimes with our partners, we'll go to them and try to make these decisions with them. Like, Hey, I think it would be good if I take some space or I slow down. What do you think before we've officially decided that's what we're going to do? Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Like, you know, really spend some time and space with yourself first to decide what you want, what feels feasible for you, what, you know, what you need and then make agreements in your life with the people around you. Because, you know, I think when we're solid, when we're sure, when we've made decisions in ourselves, it's easier to approach the people we love and say, hey, this is actually what I need. This is what I'm, you know, sharing with you that I need to slow down, that I'm going to be operating my business on a minimal, you know, amount. And sometimes that means I'm going to make less income and, you know, I need to us to be on the same page about it. I think that's a really important thing because, you know, our partners sometimes will try to pressure us or people in our lives will pressure us to do more, be more, keep things going, make more money if it's, you know, Mm -hmm. part of the family's finances. And so I think you've got to look at it in terms of first deciding what you need, what you want, how you best function, and then going and making some of those agreements. Yes. Yes. You know, and I think it's also, you know, just It's challenging because we have to remind ourselves or sometimes learn for the first time, like really come to understand that pulling back, pausing, slowing down, unplugging, taking time for ourselves, all of those things are actually scientifically (laughs) proven to increase positive outcome in ourselves and in our business. Like this is actually not just an opinion that I hold. There is so much evidence. And this is something that I think is hard because we live in a culture that believes or promotes, perpetuates that the going and the going and the making more money and the not stopping and, you know, climbing the mountain and pulling ourselves up by our individual bootstraps, all of that is so prevalent, right? We see it every day. We see it in social media. We hear it. Our clients have that expectation sometimes of us because that is what we've embraced um, in a lot of the Western cultures. And if you stop for a minute and actually sit with your own values around that, like assuming that 
you really are um, committing to unplugging and becoming still because that is good for you in the long run. It actually is good for your business. So I guess I'm saying that if you can come to really embrace that core value and understand the truth behind it, you'll have more effective, like you'll keep that mindset longer. It'll be easier to, to explain to other people why you're giving yourself that permission. Um, cause if you don't quite understand that, that that is true, that this is actually better for you. And you're just mm-hmm. like, well, everyone says I need to, con-, you know, everybody says stillness is good. No, <laughs> I want you to go out there and like, if you need to read some studies or if you just, or the art of stillness is a great TED talk, um, you know, just going out there and, and learning or remembering that this is like one of the most best things that you could ever do for your business is to actually schedule in times that you, um, pull back. And if summer vacation is a time that you could plan to do that because you know you're going to have more family at home, that's a great thing to coincide pulling back from your business at a time where you can also give to another area of your life. No? Yes, definitely. And and I think, you know, sometimes we do... <laughs> I mean, it's ideal if we can be really strong in ourselves and be stepping into our power and being able to express exactly to our, the people in our lives, this is why we're doing it, this is what we need, et cetera. Oftentimes that can be a struggle or it's a practice, right? So, you know, also sometimes we just need some proof, something that just sort of helps us um, with those uh, conversations. And so, you know, use us, use uh, data, you go, use some articles, use some things if you need to. I mean, a lot of times my clients use me. They're like, Sonia, that's right. My business coach, honey, said this, you know, and I'm like, great, awesome. Whatever you need at the beginning as you practice, you know, at least you're stating what you need and you're getting honest about it. But I think this is a really important thing because it, it is inevitable that things shift. And one of the challenges is when we're trying to juggle too many things, right? So, you know, when we've got the ailing parents or the children home from school, or we've got these things that we're navigating our own health and we are, we, it's like, we don't address it directly. We don't sit down and really think about what do I need? What would make this easier? And instead we're trying to juggle it all. And this is also where business falls apart. So, you know, I think sometimes we're, we're trying so hard to keep it all together that really literally everything falls apart and it didn't have to be that way. If we stop and we deliberate, we contemplate, we look at what we need, how could we balance it, then oftentimes you can make a plan that's a lot more effective than trying to juggle it all and eventually just not being able to do it. And so some of that is us getting honest about what we can handle and what our capacity really is. It's one of the first things I do in clients come to the program is I'm looking at what is your real capacity? Because I'd rather you be honest to say, look, I only have two hours a week to work on my business and that's it. Then I can work with that. If you tell me I've got 10, 15 hours, we plan accordingly and you've got two hours, then nothing's going to get done. There's not going to be that momentum. There's not going to be that consistency. So some of it is getting really honest about what our capacity is, not just physically in time, but also energetically. Uh. I am guilty of overestimating <laughs> my capacity. Yes. Oh, yes. I love that you brought this one up. Uh, I know I'm not alone out there. Um, you know, 
Sonny, like for example, Sonny could ask me, how, how long do you have Laura? And I'll be like, oh, I have 10 hours. I have 10 hours a week. I have 10 hours a week. When reality, I probably have five, but I'm wanting, I really want that I have 10. (laughs) That makes me feel really good to think I could have 10 hours. But I, so I'm often really guilty of overestimating. Um, and it's coming from a place of really wanting wishing that I had that level of time or that level of energy or that amount of time. And Mm -hmm. I've had to learn that lesson. I'm in my forties now. It's really starting to sink in my twenties, my thirties. I just completely ignored it altogether. I was like, Nope, I can bend time. I'll just, I'll just go, go, go. And now I have this real appreciation for that honesty. And it's this being realistic, like you said, and I've learned more about myself, right? As you develop self-awareness around your energy levels, what makes you feel good, what, you know, completely drains you, all of these different things that Sonny and I talk about often, you know, if you learn these skills of self-awareness, then over time you actually are, when you're honest, you're more realistic because you've learned, you know, you've learned like, oh, I used to think that when I was caring for an aging parent or when I had a family member sick, that I could still just jump online at 10 p.m. after yeah. everybody else got to bed and I'll just, yeah. you know, bang out those three hours of work. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? No, I can't do that. I, yeah. I don't function like that. And many of us don't function when we're tired. Um, so pushing ourselves. And often, you know, I would do this because I didn't want to let other people down. I don't know if that's ringing a bell with anyone, right? We have business partners, we have agreements, we have family members that we don't want to let down. But if we're not honest about what we really have to offer, then that is actually what leads to more, you know, challenges or um, conflict or people feeling disappointed because you set an expectation that you were available and you really couldn't follow through, you know, because you exhausted. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. And you guys like just on that note, like for me, I'm I am so understanding of people's stuff, right? So like I know stuff happens, I know agreements get broken, there's all kinds of things. Just be honest with me, tell me where things are so that I have the data and I can make decisions based on real data, right? But I think yeah. sometimes we think if we just tell a little white lie or we just stretch the t- truth a little bit, it feels better to the other person or we make them feel better. But ultimately, they don't have the truth. They can't make decisions for themselves and you end up trapping them if you can't meet your agreements, right? Because mm. whereas you could have said from the beginning, hey, honestly, I don't know for sure that I'm going to be able to do this, but here's where I stand. And then they can make decisions accordingly. And so I think, you know, that's just this, you know, I'm just such a big uh, advocate for really being direct and honest, even if it makes someone uncomfortable, even if they don't like it, even if it disappoints them, it's going to make it so much better, you know, long-term. And this is one of those areas where I think we're, we're, we're always stretching. And, and sadly, a lot of us learn this lesson after burnout, right? So, you know, we've, we've burned ourselves out in our businesses. We failed, we've had all these bad experiences. And then we finally mature enough to say, wow, okay. Yeah. I'm going to slow down. There's, and there's no point in over inflating my time or over inflating my capacity, but I really wish that I had learned this before burnout, right? Oh, like yes. Early before on. Before the catastrophe. It's so true. Like how many people do you hear their story when they're finally embracing, giving themselves permission for self-care, when they're finally embracing their wellness, their health, mental health, their mm-hmm. well-being? It's because they actually had a very significant 
event where their health was compromised. They ended up in the hospital. They, you know, fainted, um, you know, some serious physical overwhelm or like emotional burnouts that can be physical or emotional and why we're having these conversations and why Sonia and I continue to remind each other of these things is because we want to do the preventative piece now. Yeah. Yeah. Embracing this preventative self-care mindset, like giving ourselves permission, think about your time and energy. And all of this is happening within this context of how do we go about minimizing efforts in business when it comes to something planned, like summer vacation we know is happening or comes with something unplanned. When all of a sudden you get that call that that loved one is in need and you're going to, you're going to heed that call. And then what happens to your business? So, I mean, this is something that we want to encourage everyone to think about now and not wait until after that moment. (laughs) And then you're kind of forced to reevaluate. Yes. And let's talk about the unplanned moments as well, because the thing is, is that so often we get caught up in whatever's happening, obviously. And sometimes that's very relevant. Like we have to navigate something in that moment. Um, you know, someone went into the hospital and we've got to be there and there, you know, or we've got to navigate the kids or, you know, there's all these sort of different things that we have to deal with in the moment. But I also see a lot of people just perpetuate their, the busyness and the drama around a situation and, you know, continuing to say they don't have time to take for themselves. They don't have time to contemplate. They don't have time to make a plan. The thing is, is that it's really easy to spiral down if you don't find a moment, even an hour. So, you know, oftentimes when the, when those emergencies happen and those unplanned things, even if we go and say, you know what, I just need an hour. I'll be back. Have someone else take over whatever your duties are, make an agreement with someone to be supportive and be there. Go take an hour, sit down and really feel, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this. This is going to be a time oriented. Maybe it's a month, maybe it's six months. I don't know. But what can I do right now to minimize my business, to minimize my work efforts without completely just going outside of the business, like just dropping the business? And how can I support myself for self-care? Because I do think that also is that third piece that's so important and actually really the first should be the first piece, as Laura said. And how do I better support whatever the situation is? It's like taking that little bit of space is the key to successfully navigating it all. Oh, that is a huge piece of advice. I want everyone to take that one in. That was a, that was a gem that you just dropped because we don't think we have time in those moments. Like all of a sudden time speeds up. We start to go into our fight flight response. We're anxious. We're nervous. Like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? And what happens is we start thinking about the future immediately of all what what we're going to have to do, but then our brain gets hijacked by all of that. And so taking a moment to really orient yourself, come back into the present moment to just breathe and be with the fact that, okay, this is happening. And usually almost everyone has someone that can step in, even if it's a dear friend, even if it's your spouse, even if it's, you know, like the intern at your company, like Mm -hmm. your business, somebody that you maybe wouldn't give the helm, but maybe in that moment, you're just like, Hey, I just need you to step up. I need you to be the one that answers the phone right now or responds to these emails. Just give me a minute. And I need to step away. And like you said, it can even be an hour of just breathing and catching yourself for a sec 
you know, just that whole, like, take a moment yes. <laughs> and just yeah. give yourself that. It really makes a difference. And, you know, and that kind of brings up another thing that I wanted to frame in this sort of series or topic that we're talking about. And we're going to talk about this a lot more in sort of the third episode on this topic. But, you know, one of the things that I see a lot happen is that people kind of put everything into their business or they drop their business. There's there's this very inconsistency of momentum. So something comes along and they just, they just dump their business and they lose all momentum or, you know, then they just like, when they have those moments, they put everything into their business. And that is really challenging for our energy. It's really challenging for consistency and momentum and results in business. Whereas what I would encourage your mindset to be is that, there are moments in our life where we have to move to minimal momentum, right? So minimal effort, minimal energy, and that's okay. Just keep whatever that minimal is consistent. So if it's one hour a week, you got one hour a week, and what are you going to do with that one hour a week and make it consistent? And in sort of in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what is the minimal you need to do to sort of make your business go. Like what are the things, because we get so distracted by what to focus on, But I think, you know, one of the first things to really just recognize is that that consistency is really key, even if it's minimal. Yes. Yes. And I think that we overthink uh, how, what we need in order for our businesses to run on like a low speed. We overcomplicate, we overthink, we think we have to provide it all. Um, I mean, and I know we're going to go into more examples, um, in the following episode of like how to do these logistically or pragmatically, but I will say just, you know, giving people, well, cause we've talked about giving ourselves permission and then it's giving, um, other people honest, um, expectations. And on that same line is like giving people, um, a little bit of, or what am I going to, how may I want to phrase this? Like your clients are going to be so much more understanding than you think. Um, People are going to get it when you say you have something huge going on. Mm -hmm. And so trusting that you don't have to explain everything and you don't have to give them everything. You just need to give them enough information. They're like, whoa, like I need to have some grace and some understanding for this person. And then just give them the basics. Like, okay, and here's my person. Like, this is the person you need to contact while I can't be available to you or, you know, so it's like, I sometimes have struggled with that because I will try to, um, handle it all and give them all the answers or, Hey, I'm going to be gone. And now this is everything you're going to need in my absence. And it doesn't always take that much. It really just takes the most simple things at times. And we would, they're so simple that we overlook them and we underestimate their power. So true. I mean, it really is some simple things that we can put in place, and we will talk about that more in the next episode, that just allows us to minimize our energy and to to still fulfill our agreements and to still care for the people in our lives. But I think that's part of the framework and the mindset we're talking about is as women, we so often are over-delivering. I mean, honestly, you know, most of us are over-delivering, over-owning, overdoing what we've agreed to. Like we're not even meeting the agreement. We're going a hundred times beyond on the agreement, you know, to give everything we have. And so then it feels like uh, we're disappointing people or we're breaking agreements or when we just come back even to the minimal agreement, like, you know, there's that, 
oh gosh, I'm not over delivering. So I must like, I'm a bad person (laughs) or we feel guilty. And, you know, that's a pattern that we need to look at because the truth is, is that over delivering a lot, if that's an issue you have, or that's something that's happening. And we're going to do a series on that as well, is that, you know, you are going to not be sustainable in your business. Like it's inevitable that you will burn out if you are constantly over delivering. It does matter. It is something that we need to address. And I think, you know, it's okay to just provide good care and not like the best over-delivering care ever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because we're still like second guessing that, oh, is it, you know, I did this, but is it enough? Is it enough? Mm -hmm. And there's no wonder we're so overwhelmed when we're constantly overdoing and over-providing. And yes, we have to trust that. And that kind of goes with setting the appropriate expectations. When you let people know what's going on, you let them know that, you know, I'm only available, um, from, you know, this many hours a week. So the rest of the time I'm going to need you to either, you know, go through the automated process and log in or do what it is that you can do on your own. And if you have any need of help, then this is my person, you know, it's, it's like, I can do that, but then catch myself just like many of us can to be like, oh, wait, but then what if they don't really like the automated system? And then, oh, wait, maybe I should go in there and do a whole separate email. Okay. You know, and like we're adding on to our plate when really we just have to function at that basic place sometimes. And people are fine. We don't need to caretake for them. They're going to be in, you know, they'll self-select out, um, sometimes. And that's okay too. So by giving yourself permission to say what you need, if other people, if that's not okay for them, that's okay. You will, they will go and find someone else. Like, and I think remembering, because I've had to let go of taking on some new clients right now because of my taking care of my family member. And so I've had to be really honest with people. Like I'm not available for in-person sessions at the moment. Yep. I'm available for phone. And some people are like, no, I don't want phone. I want in-person. I'm like, okay, here's a referral and yeah. that's okay. You yep. know? And, yeah. and that can like, in my mind, of course I had the thought come back of like, oh shoot, maybe I should figure out like, oh, can I get back sooner? No, no, no. It's like, no, no. There's plenty of people that can take care of that need. And I'm being honest about what I can offer and it's going to be fine. Like trusting that it's actually there's. And then the next call I got was someone who has agoraphobia and needs to be able to have phone sessions. Yay. That's a yes. match, right? Yes. Yes. If the universe delivers. <laughs> So good. Like, and I think that's, you know, it's reminding us that it's about alignment and honesty and truth. And if someone's not a good match, they're not a good match. If you lose a few clients, you'll gain some who are more aligned. So, you know, it isn't about that. And and look, I totally get it. I have over-delivered my whole life and you know, it's something I have literally consciously worked on for about 10 years. So, so like, you know, unwinding massive patterns, you know, it's not easy, but it's something we have to consciously work with. It's something we have to give ourselves permission to do. It's something we just have to let go. And I think in addition to sort of, you know, just framing it around delivering to our clients or the people in our business, I think oftentimes what's taking us away from our business is the care of our family, our friends or parents or whatever it is. And I think we can also over deliver with that. So, you know, one of the things about sort of the summer holidays is 
I see a lot of women in business feel guilty if they're not over-delivering to their children that whole time, when really it's okay to have balance. Like, it's okay sometimes to put them in front of the TV or to put them in front of an iPad. Like, it's not ideal. You want to balance with it. But sometimes... That's okay. Sometimes we can get we can bring someone in to help us. We can ask our parents or our family members. Like there are all these ways that you know we can ask for help and we can find more of a balance than trying to be perfect as a parent because like we're all I don't know. I don't know any mom who's not guilty of that on some level, you know, trying to really like be everything to their kids at every moment. And sometimes we just, it's okay that we're not the perfect parent. It's okay that they're bored. It's okay that they don't have anything to do over the summer. Like, it's totally fine. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up about summer because I do think that we completely (sighs) overpressure ourselves, like, to make, you know, the most amazing summer for our kids. And in reality, there was a lot for, like, us as kids, a lot of summer was just, you know, like, being home from school. And that's awesome. Like you don't have to get up and go to school and you're just watching cartoons in the morning and then you're playing outside and you get to see your friends who are also home from school or different environments, you know, have different perks about it. But I think that, um, or even I've had to give myself uh, permission to not feel guilty around wanting to fill up a lot, at least a couple of months with summer camps. (laughs) So like I do happy day summer camps um, because I can't take the whole summer. So I will pick um, usually June and July will be like summer camps and a lot of them are half day. So that means that my kid is actually having a great time doing things that I would not do, especially if my five-year-old boy wants to go walk in mud, like chase down frogs, like do all the science outdoor stuff that he can do at camp that I probably wouldn't take him to do. And then we get to go to the pool all afternoon because I got the work done that I needed that morning. So like understanding that there's these ways that you meet the needs of your kids and you meet your own needs. And I'm much happier by the time we get to the pool, I'm ready to fully focus um, versus if I would have been trasping, you know, around in the mud all morning, I probably wouldn't be as happy of a mama later on that day. <laughs> well, so true. And I mean, you guys look really like, I mean, when I was young, I don't remember my parents doing any scheduling for me, you know, schedule my life, you know, or I don't even remember them being around half the time. Like, you know, like, I think, gosh, I would never let my kids just run around and have no clue where they are all day, but that was the life we had. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely lean more toward that helicopter parent than the other way around, but you know, we survived and like, you know, yeah, there was days that you were born but then there's something about that as well. Like, you know, this is a whole nother topic to be honest, but, you know, talking about sort of the divine feminine, you know, I've been having conversations around that lately as well. And, you know, we oftentimes like try to fix boredom, but boredom leads to being present and boredom leads to having space and boredom leads to creativity. And there's all these things that, you know, if we allowed ourselves to just go a little bit beyond boredom would open up all this magic. And yet we're so afraid for our kids to be bored and we are just constantly trying to compensate it, you know, with like, here, here's this thing, or here, let me schedule you something, or let me schedule you a camp, or let me make sure that you've got activities, you know, like, and, you know, again, so there's true. a balance, you yes. know, there's a balance, but I oh, think it's I, just, I yeah. so agree. I'm having like flashbacks from like being a kid <laughs> and just being like, mom, I'm bored, you know, yeah. and she did nothing about it except to be like, yeah. okay, well go find something to do. You know, yeah. like it was <laughs> just always, she just reflected it back on me. Like, oh, sounds like you're bored. Sounds like yeah. you might want to go 
figure out what to do. And so I'd be like, okay, yeah, she's not going to do it for me. So let me go see what I can invent. Let me go see, you know, what I can do outside, or maybe I'll call a friend or, you know, so I think that that is very true. They say that we're not doing enough of that daydreaming. Um, like you were saying, being bored as adults, we're plugged in and we're also Mm. doing that disservice to our kids by feeling like we have to give them something, um, to do. I actually, my, I'm sorry. I know we throw husbands under the bus sometimes I'm going to do it, honey, (laughs) but it's just like, it drives me crazy in the car. He is so quick to put an iPad in front of our son because Mm. when he gets antsy and bored in the car and I'm like, do you know how many like amazing things came, creative things I came up with when I was a kid? Cause I had to just zone out and look out the window and like figure it out, come up with games. Or I would tell myself stories inside my head, you know, and, or sing songs or do all these things. And I've told him, I'm like, just let our kid daydream and like look out the window. And then when he gets really obnoxious, then okay, we can do some tea, some screen time. But that doesn't usually happen. If you let kids on their own long enough, they do find ways to reinvent, to um, be curious. And that is back full circle to what we started this about. We need this time as adults. We need to give ourselves permission to daydream, to pull back or to shift our energies because something else is needing that energy. And it's okay to put pause on something that's not the first thing that needs to be on our plate, you know? And so there's so many lessons in that of how we parent and what we can learn from our kids mm. we need to be doing within our ourselves. So true. And, and you know, what's really interesting is sometimes when you are forced into minimal momentum and minimal energy in your business and running it sort of because you literally don't have capacity. Sometimes you realize you never want to go back (laughs) to full capacity, you know, and this is what I find with a lot of my clients. And this is what I find in myself as well. Like I never want to go back to full capacity the way that I was before where I was working every day, where I was working till late, where I was, you know, exhausted all the time. Like no way, like learning to operate sort of in that minimal um, energy, minimal momentum, or at least in sort of a cruising energy, like that is really awesome. And you may never want to go back. Yes. Yes. You know, and it actually makes me think of, I was just reading, uh, kind of rereading through Sheryl Sandberg's option B. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, so I appreciated that book. I understood her lean in book, but I so appreciated option B because it was her, like experience, unfortunately, when her husband passed, it caused her to reflect on that she couldn't be the person that always leaned in. I mean, she was the leaner in. She self-described as that. And that's why her first book was lean in, like do it. And then her her husband passes. She finds her, you know, suddenly from, um, I think, a heart issue. And so she found herself in grief, overwhelmed, and she had to look at option B. But what was interesting is that she learned that she didn't actually need to be an option A, like you just said. You don't always need to go back to that way of being in the world that was like you overdoing and overproducing and being all the things and being type A or whatever that is. It's like option B sometimes wakes you up to what it can feel like to be more embodied, what it can feel like to be more present in the areas of life that are just more aligned with you now because that changes and we can get stuck over there in that plan A or that first, you know, overdoing option that we maybe got into in our twenties and thirties. 
Totally. And sometimes it's a real blessing. So yeah, look, I think we'll wrap it up for today. I think this was a great conversation, Laura. I'm like really excited for what's to come. And just remember that Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about some some how, like how do we actually sort of minimize our time in our business? How do we go down to sort of that minimal energy so that we can, you know, still maintain the business and yet do the other things that we need to do in our lives? And, um, and so I think it will be a really good topic of conversation. Yes, I'm excited to review all the pragmatic pieces because I can always keep learning ways to, to integrate this and yeah, actually implement it. So looking forward to that one with us, with our conversation next time. Me too. So thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.